uh, guests who come to Kansas City on a beautiful uh, Saturday afternoon. My name is Aaron Brooks, sitting there with Mr. MC Richardson, who's on the assignment. And we have uh, today as our co-host for the day, uh, Mr. Brian Terrell. He's the uh, editor and I guess publishing the founder of Kansas City Defender. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great today. How are you? Well, like you, sir. Uh, uh, thank you for coming aboard today for this ride with me. And uh, by the way, first of all, how's the weather in Kansas City? Uh, it's doing pretty good out here. Uh, it was snowing just a few days ago, but I think today it's a lot warmer and all the snow is melted, so it's, it's pretty good today. Okay, well, right now, first of all, uh, my name is Aaron Fox. I'm the uh, founder and CEO of the Missouri Team of Commerce, you know, and one of the MC producers of this program, Lauren Brother Scott, so we are here, and uh, also uh, uh, our USA program every Saturday and a wonderful and today uh, we have a very good show. But now, yes, we come to Kansas City, and right now, the whole world is talking about Kansas City, Missouri. So, Ryan, what's, tell me, what team do you rooting for in the Super Bowl? <laughs> I got to root for the Chiefs, no doubt about it. Okay. <laughs> well, right now, we got a heck of a team. Uh, first of all, uh, Kansas City is happy to know that we just uh, had the honors. I uh, just said, Patrick Mahoney had the honors of being in the NBP for another year, you know, second time around. And uh, he's had that honor again. I'm sold upon him and we happy and proud of him. And also, we're happy to say that uh, uh, the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl. And uh, right now, uh, First of all, what we're going to do now is do a little bit. Uh, we, know how, we know it's nice, nice in Kansas City today. So, uh, Ryan, give us a little update. What's going on in Kansas City in the last couple of weeks? I think really the city has been uh, pretty positive just because of the Super Bowl, which is uh, not something especially for, you know, we're, we're a black news outlet, so we cover a lot of what takes place in the black community. And, uh, you know, a lot of times throughout the year, there's a lot of uh, racism happening. There's a lot of very harmful things happening, which of course is still taking place uh, even now. But I think that this is one of the few times throughout the year that uh, our community and our city kind of gets to come together around something positive. Uh, so I would say that it's really a very positive energy in the city right now. But as far as uh, recently, uh, we have been covering, we, we've kind of just been uh, staying attuned to that same energy and our news outlet has been uplifting a lot of positive stories uh, okay. that have been taking place, so. Yeah. Okay, well, well I know uh, <clears throat> later on in the show, we have a special guest, okay? And also, uh, people uh, uh, know this is Black History Month, so I know, uh, a lot, of, a lot of people, you know, uh, have been, you know, getting more educated about what's going on. And I guess one of the things that uh, we need to do is kind of do a little update. Uh, I know about what's been going on around the world uh, today. We have a report that uh, another balloon, we don't know the balloon or what was shot down uh, just yesterday. Uh, I think it's from China. And when we shut down, uh, and now also there's a report of something being planned over Canada, which is not exactly good news. 
So, Ryan, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not super informed on the whole situation. I know that the balloon that they did shoot down, uh, the first balloon that they shot down, I believe that they found uh, some items uh, installed on it that made people that led to the assumption pretty much that it was being used for surveillance purposes. But again, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not informed enough on that subject to, to really be able to speak on it. Okay, well, no, well, no, well I'm happy to say that, it, you know, it was shot down. But today, well, uh, today you know, we in the third balloon in, in, the, in the area up in Canada, which was again shot down. I have to say again, in all the cases, though, they, they were shot down by L-22 fighters. But in the United States, and my voice is going, Ryan, so uh, take over, please. Uh, absolutely. Well, I think, as you mentioned, there, there is a lot of uh, things taking a place around the world. I know you also mentioned that it's Black History Month. And some of the, I, I would love to just talk about a few of the stories that we have been uh, uplifting for Black History Month, specifically here in Kansas City. Um, We're right here. We're right here. Uh, awesome, awesome. We, yeah, just uh, one of the first ones that we did was about Ishmael Wainwright and Landry Shamit. Uh, who both play for uh, the Phoenix Suns, and they're both from Kansas City. There, it's the first time in Kansas City history that two black players have played for the same team that are both from Kansas City. And so our city has really been uh, celebrating those two young guys who, who have been doing that. And uh, as you mentioned, there's also a 16-year-old uh, black prodigy who's an author named Tyree Colbert, who we'll be having uh, here on the show a little bit uh, later but he actually published his first book called Same Window, Different Views. And a lot of people across the city, especially young black people across the city, uh, high schoolers even have been really, really inspired by what he has written. Um, he talks a lot about the grief that he has faced because he's lost uh, a lot of people, both in his family and in his life. And so I'm really looking forward to uh, hearing from him later on in the segment. Uh, but I think just really inspired by the fact that at 16 years old, he has already written uh, a, a very important book. And so that's another story that we have been uplifting. I think the another quick one that we mentioned is uh, a comedian, actually, an entertainer named Funny Marco, who got famous. Uh, he's from Kansas City as well. And he actually got famous just by making, by doing YouTube skits and going to, to Walmarts and pranking people and, and doing it on YouTube. And now he's actually an A-list celebrity. He still comes back to the city very often. Um, but now he actually has, uh, he's the first black person in Kansas City to executive produce a leading hit comedy series. Uh, he's also an A-list celebrity. And again, he, he comes back to the city often. He gives back to the community very frequently. Uh, and he features a lot of up and coming uh, entertainers and musicians in a lot of the work that he does. And so I think that there's just a lot of positive things happening. Hey, Ron, why don't you explain us, okay, how he did that? You said how he made himself famous. How you did that? Uh, yeah, he actually has a lot of really funny. Uh, if people have time, I definitely recommend them. Uh, I recommend people go to YouTube uh, and just type in Funny Marco uh, skits. And he has a lot of skits that he has done where he would just go to places like Walmart. And uh, he is really, it's, it's kind of difficult to explain. I think people just have to watch it, but he did all kinds of. Uh, just funny skits where he would play practical jokes on people or uh, really just do, he, he actually did a couple of fake interviews where 
he would act like he was interviewing for a job at McDonald's and he was just doing a lot of really funny stuff during the interview and, and the interview, the person that was interviewing him didn't know that he was just doing uh, a prank pretty much. And so they're, they're just like some really, really funny and uh, innovative videos. And he actually created uh, a lot of people now after he started it, a lot of people now go to, to Walmarts and do videos very similar to his. So he almost really started a whole new movement of comedy on YouTube. Uh, so I think it's just a really fascinating and, and uh, interesting and fun thing that he has created. Well, it really sounds like he's really recreated uh, Candy Camera, which was seven years ago. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Nothing ever changes. So, but go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but go ahead. Oh, no problem. I was, I was just saying, I think that's exactly uh, what he has done. I think it's very similar to that. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, I interrupt him, but keep on telling about what's, what was in the paper that was very positive. Go ahead. Uh, definitely. Another uh, thing that, that our news outlet has been working on because we're also a community organization. And uh, just a week and a half ago now, we launched our free clothing program, uh, which is all across the Kansas City metro. And so far, we have already see received about 15 large bags of clothes that people have donated. Uh, we have two drop-off locations across the city where people can bring their gently used or brand new clothes uh, and just drop them off in one of our drop-off locations. And uh, we have received a lot of excitement and uh, also just a lot of clothes that we'll be able to distribute both to individuals uh, that we give them out to and also organizations who we know are directly connected to people in the community. So that has where also just been- Where are the drop-off locations at? Uh, one of them is called Wagwan. Uh, it's a Jamaican, it's called Wagwan Cuisine on 6228 Troost Avenue in Kansas City, and the second location is Big Mood Natural Wines on 2020 Baltimore. Okay. And hopefully, soon you get some new locations, I'm quite sure. Definitely, that's what, that's what we're hoping for, for sure. Okay, go, go ahead, I'm, I just jump in as you were going, but go, go ahead now, go ahead. Oh, no problem. Uh, yeah, I think uh, one of the other stories that we have covered most recently, it was about a week ago now, uh, but the investigation is still ongoing uh and this is, doesn't necessarily fit into uh the realm of very positive things but uh there was actually a kansas city kansas police officer who uh turned who who went to a man a black man's house and the police officer was actually very visibly uh most people think he was intoxicated and that's that's actually what he's being investigated for right now there's a video which uh, went we actually broke the story initially. Um, it's, it's already been featured on national news outlets like the Young Turks. Yeah, definitely. And and yeah, he. So after that happened, uh, the chief of police Carl Oakman in Kansas City, Kansas, announced that the officer had been put on administrative leave, and that. Uh, he was being investigated to see uh, why he was acting in that way. Um, but, you know, to most people in the community, if he did have something, because some people are saying he may have had a medical condition. But I think the question is, if he did have a medical condition, it seems like the department would have already been made aware of the medical condition. And the, the second 
uh, problematic issue with it is if it was a new medical condition, then the question is why didn't the other police officer who was there with him and the police, uh, a sergeant who actually showed up as well because he was requested, uh, the sergeant and the other police officer who was on the scene both did not acknowledge that he was acting, that this police officer was acting in a very strange and allegedly intoxicated way. And so, uh, again, he is right now on administrative leave and he's being investigated. But I think that that was just a, a really troubling. And again, this is all happening in the, in the same department that is uh, being investigated right now for people like Roger Golubsky, uh, who detective, ex-detective Roger Golubsky. So this department is really under a lot of fire right now. Uh, for the the issues and, and the uh, the racism and all types of uh, just very troubling, uh, you know, things that have been happening there. But Ryan, while we're on police departments, okay, uh, it's hard not to talk about what happened in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, last month, okay? Like, how has that been received in Kansas City? What are the thoughts up there? <laughs> Uh, I definitely agree with you. I think it that was just one of the most horrific scenes uh, uh, and and you know realities that I have ever seen. And I didn't even watch you know the video. I've only seen clips that I unfortunately came across when I was just scrolling on social media, and I didn't even want to look at the video because uh, again, we don't have to be subjected to this naked violence. Uh, and brutality of black people in order to know that racism exists. But I think broadly uh, here in Kansas City, I think it was received similarly to how it was received throughout the country, which was uh, just uh, appalling, horrified. Uh, we, we hosted a vigil here. There was a number of organizations who came together, uh, organizations including um, Decarcerate KC, uh, Operation Liberation, Real Justice Network, uh, a lot of these black-led organizations that came together here in the city and held a vigil, which I think was very much needed as a space for healing and for people to, to talk about the reality of what our country, of what black people in our country are going through. Um, and yeah, I think it was, again, it, what makes it especially troubling is the fact that uh, all the police officers or the majority of them who engaged in this act of horror were black police officers. And I think that really speaks to uh, the reality of how white supremacy can even operate. And I think that this is something that a lot of people maybe have not been understanding about the situation is that white supremacy can actually operate in spaces where white people aren't even present and how an institution can be an institution rooted in white supremacy, even if there are black people within that institution. And so we have uh, been, we, we held our own political education and community uh, meeting to talk about, to give people a space to talk about uh, what, what happened to Tyree. And I think overall, uh, this has been a very sad, sad uh, situation. Also, Tyree, I mean, the Tyree situation there, okay, that took place in Memphis, it was uh, reported that one of the officers that was involved had been working in a prison someplace else, okay, and had been fired, you know, for his actions there, you know what I mean? And so that shows that the department there hadn't did his investigation on the background. And I did one of the things that uh, the, the bills that is stuck in Congress is they wanted to 
police department not be able to you know, transfer officers from department to department to department, you know what I'm saying? And that's one of the problems that, that the police department is having. Absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't even aware of that, but yeah, that, that makes it all the more even uh, troubling, I think. Well, 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 Ryan, one of the things that take place, okay, a lot of times a police officer will be allowed to re- retire or resign from the police department before he's fired. And so that allows him to get his pension, you know, and all of that good stuff. So, 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 so now, when that, when that, when that takes place, well, I apologize, I'm going to talk for a second here. Definitely, I think I know where you're going, and the, I I can't imagine any other profession where if somebody killed someone or if somebody, uh, I mean that's that's the most horrific crime imaginable to man is, is killing someone, and you know at some place if you work at McDonald's if you steal a few fries you can get fired if you uh, work at you know, an office job, and you miss a day, you can get fired. Uh, you're not allowed. You're not allowed to resign. But if you work for the police department and you actually kill someone, you you are allowed to just retire peacefully. And I think that that just goes to show uh, how shielded these uh, police departments and police officers are, uh, more so than any other profession. And, and I think it's just something that we really have to uplift and talk about is the fact that they can do these horrific acts under the name of being so-called police officers uh, and they're shielded by the, the profession that they're in. Well, well, one of the things, okay, that the, uh, that, that the joint point of view had is that police officers would be held responsible for their actions. And that's one thing that's been fought all across the country because at this point, they're not liable for any of the actions that they do themselves personally, you know, but you, you and I, even Scott, okay, if we were someplace and uh, kill somebody, push somebody real, they could sue us. You know, they could take our homes, they could take our cars, they could take our insurance money, our, our savings, all that's gone. And so that's some of the disparities that you're just speaking, speaking of here. You can enjoy Floyd Act, but anyway, that's not a good thing. And also on the uh, since I have my voice for a little while, on the on the situation in uh, in Memphis, it just was reported that the unfortunately, very unfortunate that one of the officers that pulled uh, Mr. Nichols over initially said he was not speeding, he was not driving crazy. So this far we don't know really the real reason why he was pulled over. And that's the bad part about the whole situation here. Exactly, I think. That's, that's really it's unbelievable that they, you know, could pull someone over who was not, uh, you know, doing anything against the law. And uh, even if he was, I think the, the further point is that even if he was speeding or even if he was, you know, even if he was under the influence of, of alcohol, uh, regardless of what law he broke, I think that he, that what happened to him there was absolutely no justification whatsoever. And so it makes it all the worse that, you know, even if he did break any of these laws, that, he, that still should not have happened to him. But the fact that he didn't break any of these laws makes it really all the worse. 
Yeah, and also he was a, a young man that uh, had a very good job working at uh, FedEx, you know, which, which paid very, very well. You know, this not one of those low-paying jobs. And so uh, a whole lot of things come into play, you know. But one of the things is, okay, that around the country, a lot of police departments uh, have their have issues. We have them here in St. Louis, you know. Uh, a lot of times, like I said, uh, we have like 80-some counties in you know, St. Louis County and some of them had their own police departments. Well, what happened is, if I worked with you over here in Ferguson, okay, and I got in trouble, well, St. Louis City may hire me. If I worked in St. Charles, uh, they may hire me there. And so those police records, no records not being checked, like they would check with UI records. They, would, they don't do a deep dive, okay, to our pad. To their parents, you say. And I think that analyzed the problem right there. Let me ask you another question. What are some of the problems that you see with uh, in Missouri? Uh, we just had a, uh, had a big fight up in our list in, in just city, you know, where they make our laws that that they're refusing now to uh, to uh, uh, pass a law that would ban twelve years old young people, okay, from carrying weapons, you know, in in, 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 in openly. What are your thoughts about that? I'm not super informed. I, I did see that law uh, that would allow these very, very young people to carry weapons openly. Yeah. And I think that that is incredibly dangerous. Uh, it really can't be stated how dangerous that is. because, And we see every single day across the country with the record numbers of mass shootings that continue to take place uh, that make these young people and students feel very unsafe in their, in their places where they're supposed to feel the most safe. Uh, at school, it's supposed to be free learning environments, but instead, where students feel on edge and feel anxiety, uh, some feel traumatized because they have actually experienced school shootings before. I think that uh, the fact that these legislators care more about these gun and weapons companies and the money that those companies are donating to their campaigns, uh, I think this is something that you know we're not only seeing it in in Missouri. This is something that we've been seeing for a very long time across the entire United States. And again, the United States is the only country in the world that has uh, these record numbers of mass uh, massacres, really is what they are. Uh, but these mass shootings, these atrocities, we are the only country that has this obsession with weapons and this obsession with guns in the way that we do. Um, and I, I think that uh, Missouri, again, is, is just one of the many states across the country that are passing these types of very dangerous pieces of legislation. And I think also um, one of the other pieces of legislation that I was that I recently uh, or something that's really been taking place since 2020, since the uprisings of 2020, is uh, what we've been seeing with uh, the banning and the censoring of Black history, and and I, you know, really refuse to even use the word critical race theory because critical race theory is not taught in any secondary, uh, any high school or middle school across the entire country. No high school or middle school actually teaches critical race theory, which is a legal framework. Uh, that people learn in law school. They don't learn it in middle school or high school. So I refuse to even use that phrase, which was created uh, strategically 
by, or not even created, but weaponized strategically by uh, a right-wing extremist operative named Christopher Rufo. Um, and he purposefully created this strategy that, that right-wing conservatives can use uh, to, in order to create an attack, really, is what it is on black history. We see it in Florida right now with the banning of uh, AP black history, with them saying that it, it had no educational value. And we actually see the exact same thing happening here in Missouri right now uh, in the state legislature where they're passing these or attempting to pass these laws that will actually literally ban uh, people like Martin Luther King, like Malcolm X, like Ida B. Wells, uh, James Baldwin, um, really all of these uh, really important, significant uh, American figures, not just black history figures, but American figures in American and world history who are being erased completely from the curriculum. Uh, really, it's a fascist attack uh, on education for everyone, not just for black people, but for everyone. And uh, that is also something that, that we have uh, been observing and that we're uh, helping organize against as well. I'm not sure if uh, if you're still on the line here. Well, I'm, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There are a lot of things, okay, I'm sure you can hear me, okay? There are a lot of things that's been created at the stoplight that black folks have created you know, over the years. And one of the things, uh, Ryan, that in the country that, uh, you know, not teaching black history, is kind of putting those students in those states, okay, behind. So when they go off to college someplace, they're going to be lost. No, because we're talking about you no know, black history. They're gonna, they, they're gonna, black folks gonna be everywhere you go. They're gonna be black folks. So right now, there's nothing wrong, okay, with knowing them. The whites find out themselves about black folks. I mean, it's not just the black folks learning about black folks. It's, it's everyone's gonna learn about our history and what we're doing and what we're presently doing. Exactly. I don't know if you're aware or not, but right now. Uh, in, the, in, the, in, this, in this war with Ukraine, that the United States, okay, is leading the attack with the United Nations, okay, keeping all the nations around the world engaged. <clears throat> well, that, that fight, okay, has been, has been coordinated by a black female that's in, in, up in, uh, in D.C. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, in, in the United Nations, uh, Miss Greenfield, and, uh, and so, you know, so she's the one that's making sure that all the nations stay intact and making uh, President Biden be aware, okay, he has some, some people, okay, that's supporting him. And that's a black female mm, wow. that's, that's doing that. And I'm saying that those are a lot of things that black folks are doing a lot of stuff now, are not just bad stuff that we get reported for all the time, but they are good things. As a matter of fact, since we're talking about the United Nations, even now as we're looking at What's China doing right now? She's still coordinating and keeping them making all the nations aware of what's taking place in, in regards to that. But we as black folks are not even aware of who, of who she is, you know what I'm saying? And even right now, Ryan, people are not aware that the, the speaker of the house, is not, not the majority leader, which is the head of the Republican uh, Party in, in, uh, in the Senate, in the House of Representatives, is a, is a black man. 
green. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, you don't hear about it. You, you hear about Mr. McCarthy, but is he kind of boy, man, but he replaced uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi as the Speaker of the House, the speaker, leader for the Democrats. Right now, Democrats are in the majority, but he's not the Speaker, okay? But if they become the majority again, he will be the Speaker. <laughs> and, and he's the one coordinating. As a matter of fact, the lady that used to be the mayor of Atlanta, Georgia, and she, she's also on President Biden's staff, and she's the one right now going around the country working with all the cities, laying out the programs that he passed in his first two years in Congress. They passed through Congress. Wow. You know, and stuff like that, okay. You know, that's black, that's black history. Mm-hmm. And and these are things that affect everybody's, everybody's lives. You know, and even as we talk about somebody, because I'm proud of that um, Reverend Al Shorter. Today, uh, most recently, I found out he needed the sermon of the, of the, of the services uh, for Mr. Mr. Nichols that uh, he came up through the Church of God in Christ. Which is one of the oldest, which is the largest black uh, church organization in the world with over 8 million members. And that's unbelievable. I think I have a call coming through here. Hold on a second. Let me get this. Going? Hello. How you doing, sir? Hello. How are you? How are you? Well, welcome to the program. And what is your name, sir? Harry Colbert. Okay. Now, uh, will you welcome to uh, 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 what's going for this to come to Kansas City? The program that talks about Kansas City and what's going on. Uh, Mr. Mr. Uh, Ryan has spoke very, very, very highly of you before you came on, but Ryan, take it from here if you don't mind. Uh, definitely. Well, I actually met uh, Tyree uh, when I went to uh, speak at his school uh, a while back, but uh, and I knew that he was a very inspiring young man. Uh, even back then, but what, uh, just what, what was the name of your school? I go to Center High School. Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah and I had a chance to talk with him when I went there, and I already knew that he was on a very important path. Uh, but just most recently, he, uh, which I'll let him uh, tell even more, but I know that he has released a new book that uh, has attracted a lot of people across the city who have been very, very inspired by what he has done at just 16 years old and he's already forging a very important and transformative path uh, as a leader and so i'm just very excited to have him on the show to talk about his book and what inspired him to write it and uh you know just a lot of more of the experience that uh, he talks about in his book so uh, yeah i just want to thank you for coming on to the show tyree thank you very much okay tyree tell us a little bit about yourself uh, a little bit about me. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. And, and, and nothing was handed to me. Like, this life wasn't easy. Like, Kansas City really molds you into a different person. And that's what I talk about, like, in my book. Like, like Kansas City, not for everybody. Like, this lifestyle is hard. It's different. That's why I just want to bring a new light to the city and bring okay. change. When you said change, okay, when that's aggressive. You said it's, it's hard. So as a young man, at 16 years old, tell us some of the hardships that, you, that you're talking about. 
Uh, I had to bury a mother. I've had to bury my big brothers. Oh my God. Like, life ain't easy around here. Okay, well, how old were you when your mother died? I was 13. Wow. And I was 10 years old when my big brother died. Oh my God. Can we ask about how did they die? Car crashes. Car crashes? Wow. Well, well, let me ask you a question. Were you back in any of the cars when this took place? Or they, uh, they, they were, they... No, I was not. No, I was not. Well, let me ask you a question. Okay, this kind of getting a little personal. How did, I mean, I guess, I, you know, when you're writing the book, how did that make you feel at that time when this took place? So if you're not reading the book, how did that make you feel? I fell into a bad depression. Like, I didn't really like to talk to people for real. I like to just stay off to myself. Like, Going through all of that, it like just changes you as a person. So I just, I really just found my own lane and that's what I had picked up on writing. Just the way to express my feelings, way to cope and talk about everything. You, you know, I compliment you, okay? Cause when I was a very young man, okay? I wrote poetry and, and, and it was one of those things that people don't quite understand, but it's a way of you coping, okay? With your own personal problems. <clears throat> And you're actually telling the story, okay, that you can come back and look at your own self and see how much you've grown. Exactly. You know, and when did you start writing poetry? How old were you? I was 10 or 11. Okay, I'll well, put you on the spot. What, what was your first poem? My first poems, I, I don't even got them no more. Like, I was just writing in a notebook. They kind of paraphrase a little bit. I don't even know none of them. Like, that was a long time ago. I had to really think about it. I don't even know where them notebooks at. Okay. Well, I know I wrote, I remember I wrote my first poem on the game. Uh, you know, uh, and one of the things that I said, okay, which still true today, if you argue with one person, if you argue with a person for a whole minute, okay, you got to know the seconds of happiness that you can never get back again. True. And that was one of the first things I wrote. And actually, I actually started you know, writing and I was in high school, mainly because I was trying to impress a girl who wrote poetry. And I said, I can write poetry too. <laughs> and, and that's how I got started, okay? And I just, I just love writing poetry. Uh, and by the way, I'm 74 years old too, by the way. So I've been writing poetry a whole long time. <laughs> but I mean, it, it has got me through my life. So now, okay, as you at a beautiful age of 16, what grades, what's, what, no, what, no, what sports, are you in sports at all? Uh, I run AAU track. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm not like a big football and basketball guy, but I, I do I, well, many those sports. Well, in track, oh, uh, I, I didn't run, I did run track uh, in, in high school. I was a high jumper. Mm-hmm. And then when I went to college, junior college, I should say, I became a high jumper, a long jumper, and a triple jumper. And I also ran the 100 yard dash in relays. And I can say I was blessed, okay, to run a 9 8, <laughs> which, is, which is slow nowadays, okay. And in another man of, of history, you probably heard the name of Mr. Ivory Crockett, who sent the world record 100 yard dash. He's my brother in law. Uh, that's crazy. But his, but, but his record will remain forever because they, they, they no longer do it in, in yours or 100 yards. 
He's doing it in meters now. So his record will remain in the books forever. It's cool. He gets to really talk forever. Like, I hold that record. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, oh, he's proud of it, okay? <laughs> he's very mad. And we all are very proud of him. In fact, in St. Louis, which is in St. Louis County, there's a park named after him in, in Westwood Road called Ivy Crockett Park. Mm-hmm. And so he was honest with it back in uh, back in 1985. You know, they were named for him then, okay? So he had a chance to enjoy that. But okay, uh, uh, Tyree, yes, in your poetry, what do you write about? Give me some some of the things you write about. I write about how it feels to lose someone, how it feels to like cope with losing someone, and just how it feels to walk around every day just living with all of that running through your mind. Hmm. And that has kind of made you strong, I'm quite sure. Yes, indeed. Okay, now, now tell us about the poem that actually, your book, okay, and how you decided to write a book. How you come about doing that? I just was, I just kept writing and kept writing, and I was just like, I was supposed to make a publishing company. And that's what we did. And now my dad has a book, and my little sister has a book also. Oh, wow. So, so really, that, that's kind of, unusual uh, a blessing so really you gotta have your own little uh, writing company so to speak indeed we do blessing and prosperous publishing what's the name of it blessing and prosperous blessing and prosperous publishing uh, well what we're gonna do all right i'm the head of the missouri latino congress and and and, uh, and we work with uh i'm over in the state of missouri and we work all very close with our young people so you're going to be hearing my name again. You got mm-hmm. how we can work your company, okay, and make it grow. Indeed. I would and love that. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we're doing now is very working uh, working with, with Scott, our general manager, and on the station, who's the engineer. But tell you what, we, we, we specialize, and our goal is to work with young people because you are our future. Yes, I really much, believe in that. Much we can instill in you. You know, show you, and uh, and and like today, you are a blessing today to be on our program, to be a part of this program, to tell the tell the world about that you as a young man and how you're coping. A lot of people I know, some people, young men I do know personally, uh, when they are having losses, they want to go out and kill somebody. They want to go out and shoot somebody, and you went, you, you took yours in a positive way. I'm proud of you. Thank you, honestly. Yeah, and matter of fact, I had a nephew. That uh, when his mother died, uh, he just got mad and want to fight somebody. Like you gotta just take everything differently. Like that's not the way to solve it because that don't do nothing but just put you in the even badder hole you already in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go back to your track career. What, what, what sport do you do? Do you do, that you participate in? I, I run the 100, 200, and yeah. I throw disc. Okay. What is your best time? I think I ran a 11-2 last season. Okay. Now, what grade are you in? I'm, I'm sorry, what grade are you in? I'm a junior in high school. Okay, congratulations to you. Well, uh, do you have any ideas about your future with getting any scholarships or anything like that? Uh, I have a couple of scholarships, like to local colleges, okay. from the business, field trips, and that kind of stuff I do. But I would love to go to uh, TSU. Okay, now, you said, no, you said, what business are you in besides writing? Uh, it's a program at my school with Matthew Simpson, my business teacher, 
and he takes us on a lot of field trips and like do different stuff. So mm-hmm. like Friday we were having a field trip and we had to help Paragon with a business idea and I play second place for that. Like it's just cool stuff like that we do. But I tell you what, uh, what, what, who are some of the people in your class? You know, your class members. Now, what we're gonna do? I'm gonna give you a copy of this program if you don't I'm here today. By the way, you hear it live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch today. Mm-hmm. You know, around the world, and it's, it's also being heard on Spotify. So after this program is over with, I'm going to send you a copy of today's program, and you're going to go to school on Monday and share, share with, your, with, your, with your classmate. I got to. <laughs> well, I'm just proud of you, okay, for what you're doing. And first of all, I'm proud about how, how much you how, how cool you are about handling yourself in this discussion. Thank you. And by the way, when you share this with your classmates, apologize for being because the early part of the program, I had lost my voice. Because the day I did my own program uh, for two hours, from one to three. And my voice had just had, had left me during part of this program. We've been thinking, coming back things into God. But also, I want to thank uh, uh, Ryan, okay, for bringing, bringing you to the program. Ryan, are you talking to man? I want to thank him a lot. Like, he, he really a blessing. He just don't know. Why don't you tell us? Tell us about it. If you want? You want to hear? It, come on. Oh, what'd you say? Tell, tell, tell uh, us. Really about it. Like all the support, all the just support of me doing is just amazing. Like I really ain't. I really didn't think it was people out here that was really gonna support as much as he did. That's like just not family, and that's not like that knows me personally, for real, for real. Yeah, like. Like, he's just a blessing. I want to thank him a lot. Uh, no, no doubt, I appreciate you, man, and you're the one doing doing the amazing work. So I'm just happy to be able to uplift it. Right, all of us, we proud of you, brother. Especially you know at your age that you're planning your future and you're helping people that you go along. <coughs> thank you. So Ryan's voice has gotten worn, gotten dry now, like mine had been from talking. One of the things, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 when, when you get older, okay, mm-hmm. and when you, uh, you, you you need to always eat on cough drops whenever you can. To keep, keep your vocal cord, you know, lubricated. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm gonna remember that. I got you. I got you. When you talk a lot, you know that you know, your throat gets dry. Yeah. That's a, that's that's up for my talker, okay. <laughs> and anyway, so anything else, anybody you want to put a shout out to while you're on there? Uh, I want to shout out. I want to shout out Center High School basketball team. Okay. My, my my team support me a lot. They're amazing. I want to shout out. I want to shout out my father. Like he he really a big supporter. I want to shout out my little sister too. Like y'all gotta go share, go support and show love to A books also. I want to shout out my big brother that's down there in Texas, going crazy with the music. Okay. I want to, sh- I want to shout out my mama. She really, like, she really raised, she really raised a future black king. Wow. Wow. You know, I lost my mother a long time ago. You know, when I was, you know, and I, I can understand how it feels to, uh, 
to lose a mother, okay, and it's not something that uh, I, I mean, I miss her every day. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's very hard. So, anyway, so Ryan, anything you want to say that uh, ask him before we, before we let him go? Uh, I just want to say to to keep uh, keep writing, man, because I'm a writer also, and I think that it's one of the most powerful. Uh, you know, I've been in the streets protesting. I'm still, I still protest when things happen. And I think that, you know, we have to always write the truth. I think that's one of the most important things that we can do is to write the truth and to express how we feel. Cause there's a lot of people who are reading your book and who are inspired by your book and who maybe aren't able to articulate exactly how they feel. And so just by them being able to read what you write then you empower other people's lives. And so I just want to, uh, you know, recommend you to, to keep writing uh, forever. And, uh, yeah, just just keep speaking the truth also because that's really the most important thing, especially for us black people. Uh, it's a lot of people who are afraid, really, to speak the truth. And I saw that you mentioned also that Malcolm X was one of your favorite people, and that's really why he was so powerful was because he was unafraid to say what needed to be said about the condition that black people are in. And we always need people who are unafraid to speak and say what needs to be said. So I just wanna, again, say thank you for doing what you're doing and to keep it up and to also be unafraid uh, to continue speaking the truth also. And thank also, just to both of you men, I was taught a long time ago about a, a, a newspaper editor and on a paper here in St. Louis that the pen is mightier than the sword. Do you both understand that? Yes, sir. I mean, see, see you get in an argument with somebody, don't don't get caught up uh, using the, lose your temper. If, you, if a policeman some stop, you say yes sir, no sir. If something goes wrong, no, just write it down later on and report it to the proper people. And when you write down your thoughts, okay, you know, you start writing things down and make you a powerful person more so than being violent. So please continue writing and don't stop writing and writing will be good to you. Yes, sir. Thank and you. Like, like, like we had the defending newspaper, just because Mr. Surreal is a writer, he's helping other people be writers like you, showing you how he can help you. He's been writing articles for the newspaper. You become a young correspondent. Exactly. Right, Ryan? Exactly, definitely. So anyway, uh, we want to thank you very much for joining us. And again, thank you. By the way, I hate to do this, but how about butcher your name? What exactly, what is your name? I've been, uh, I could, what, is, what is your name? Tyree Colbert. I thought it was Tyree, I thought it was Tyree. Tyree, I had to ask you, ask you one last question here. How does that make you feel having the name Tyree? And I know you heard about what happened in Memphis, Tennessee. How did that make you feel down there, about that, about the young black man there? It just, it, it was like, it can happen. Even people with my exact name, like, it's really crazy. And I'm just like, I just, I had to talk about that in the poem. That's coming on my next book. I got y'all. Okay. Yeah, cause I know he had that same, that same name, okay? It has to kind of touch you a little bit, you know? Yeah, it was just like, dang, like he got my name and it can happen to him. So I know it can happen to me. That's just what makes me move even smarter when I'm out 
outside of my own home because I don't feel comfortable outside of my own room in the city some days. Well, I, I, I just never be afraid to go places. Just pray to God and ask for him to protect you. You know, and that's what you need to always continue to do. So Tyrese, and I got, my name is Ira, by the way. Ira, as I-R-A, folks, F-O-W-L-K-S. I am the founder and the CEO of the Missouri Black Chamber Congress. We will be talking to you and your family very soon, okay? Thank you. Tyree, thank you very much, sir. And Ryan, thank you for inviting me to the show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Okay, so we're going to drop you right here. Anyway, let's do this right quick. Ryan, that was an excellent guest, man. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that was awesome, awesome. In fact, one of the things that uh, that the chamber does on a regular basis, we want to, uh, you know, uh, how can I put this, get our young black people being motivated and being helped to go to the next level. And for him to tell you, okay, that you inspire, inspire him and thank you, how did that make you feel? I think it's just very rewarding really because that's that's really why i started the defender was to be able to reach young people and help them to, to use their own voices and so just to be able to see somebody who's already doing that in a very powerful way i think is is very inspiring so and also i am somewhat remiss because last year you won a national award tell us about that uh, definitely yeah we uh yeah i think that was actually just the last time we talked almost uh Right, right. Uh, you were down in Texas at that time. Yes, sir. Yeah, we were in Texas at a conference. I think it was for the local independent online news publishers. Yeah. are also called Lion Publishers, and they awarded us with uh, the National Community Engagement Award. Uh, they're an organization that uh, over 400 uh, news outlets across the country are members of their organization, and they provided us with that award for the work that we are doing in the community, especially uh, amongst youth and amongst black youth uh, specifically. And matter of fact, tell people how your paper is. Uh, we are just a little bit over a year and a half. We, we found it in July of 2021. Right. Yeah. And so, and right now to get, to get national recognition, like I told you before, you know, with, I think it was in Austin, Texas. Am I right? Yes. Yes. Correct. Okay, because matter of fact, you called in from down in Austin, if memory serves right. Mm -hmm. And I was, we were very moved, okay, by you as a young man doing something. But now, you seeing now that young people are watching you, see? Yeah. And, and right now, Tyree just told you, hey, he appreciates you. Definitely. And I appreciate you also. Yeah, this is a guest who come to Kansas City. As a matter of fact, this program was created over 37 years ago by a gentleman by the name of M.C. Richardson. Right now, he's on assignment, and M.C. is the founder and the CEO of the uh, United Minority Media Association. It's, it's, it's probably the, it is the oldest black media association in the country, and uh, it's been it's created out of Kansas City, and it's given a lot of scholarships over the years to a lot of, a lot of, matter of fact, a lot of people who got these scholarships and went on to school, got married and got kids, and then their kids got scholarships through Yuma. And so uh, right now, Mr. Richardson is uh, away on assignment, and uh, 
but uh, he'd be very, very proud to know that Ryan, that what you're doing and what you're doing in the community is what he was doing in the community, helping, helping the cancer the community highlight the cancer of the community. And I was, I was very much encouraged when the young man said that uh, he was uh, uh, writing about how hard it is in Kansas City as a young man growing up. And that's important to tell your stories, okay, especially about his losses. And that, that will help a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, young people losing their families now to violence. You know, different types of violence. That was violence in a car accident. And that, and when that happened you know, twice you know, in the same family, it was quite unique, okay? But nowadays, you know, uh, gun violence is something that's really, you know, rampant in St. Louis and Kansas City, not just all, around the country. And that's because there's the, you know, uh, the, you got these people right now walking around with AK-47s, uh, which uh, AK-47 is not a hunting rifle. I mean, that's something that kills, that kills masses because in a minute, you can kill almost 25 people just like that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's not shooting a rabbit, a squirrel, or a deer. In fact, you can get a whole deer up. But uh, right now, okay, uh, so right now, uh, Ryan, what is what is what happening? What is your next issue going to be about? Uh, our next issue, uh, well, we, we actually... Uh, publish sometimes daily. We don't have like a specific uh, issue. We just publish kind of as stories come along. Mm -hmm. And right now we are, are very interested in uh, positive kind of as we've been talking about today, but mm -hmm. positive aspects of black history and mm -hmm. uplifting positive stories. Cause I think especially us black people, we are often inundated with uh, very negative and traumatic stories about our history, but we're not as often, especially with all the erasure that's happening in our schools right now, but we're not as, as often told about the positive stuff that's happening. So we're gonna continue with our theme of uh, both black history and black futures and uplifting uh, people like Tyree and also a lot of other young people in our communities and our ancestors and elders who have fought for us to be where we are today. And also uh, I'll let your readers know about Ferguson, USAHotTalkRadio.com. Uh, that we support you and that the Missouri Chamber of Commerce support you and uh, and that we want to work with you because the more people uh, can read about you, and how does a person get in contact and get a chance to read? How, how do you, how do you can they get in contact with you or get a copy of your paper? Uh, the, the number one way I recommend is for people to subscribe to our email newsletter, which to do that, they can just go to our website. Uh, we also have all of our information on our website as well. What's the website? Uh, our website is com, and that's fully spelled out. It's com, so people can follow us. Uh, they can subscribe to our email. One more time. Yes, uh, one more time. Yes, com, and in the top right corner, people can subscribe to our, our email newsletter, which is completely, everything we have is completely free. And they can also follow us on all of our social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, pretty much everything. So, okay. And if, so, if somebody want to want to you know, get a story to you, uh, you know, to, you know, become you know, part of your you know, reporters, what uh, stories in? How can they do that? Uh, we have a contact form on our website, so people can either submit a, uh, some information through our contact form. Or they can reach out to me individually. My email is Ryan, that's R-Y-A-N, 
at KansasCityDefender.com, or they can just DM us on any of our social media profiles also. Ryan, you got to say that? Ryan, two more times. We must be asked you three times. I said, yeah, my personal email is Ryan, that's R-Y-A-N, at KansasCityDefender.com. And the last time is Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at KansasCityDefender.com. Okay, and we do that on my show because people got to hear it and they got to get the EP and the pencil, okay? And by that time, we'll make sure you know, you see, they, they get to write the right, no, no, right Ryan at KansasCityDefender.com. That's it, right? Uh, yeah, Ryan at KansasCityDefender.com. Okay, so you got it right for me, see? That's why we did it three times, okay? But Ryan, as, as we kind of, as Scott hasn't jumped in here yet, but as we get to the end of the program, it, what is something that you want to leave with, people, with our listeners? And, uh, and thank you also for being a guest, uh, you know, part of the co-host and a guest who come to Kansas City. What do you want to leave the audience with? Uh, I just hope that, you know, we can continue to, I know it's Black History Month, and I think it's uh, very important that we actually go out of our way to celebrate, especially uh, our elders and ancestors who maybe aren't as whose stories aren't as well known uh as people like you know dr king or malcolm x and there's a lot of other uh civil rights and freedom fighters throughout our history who uh, did very important work so i think that and also uplifting uh there's a lot of very positive things that are happening in our communities from kansas city all the way to st louis and uh, i think that young people like tyree are very uh, good examples of the type of very positive things that are taking place in our community and they need to be uplifted and supported also. Um, so I just hope that people can seek those types of young people out and see how we can continue to support them and uplift uh, uplift them. Well, Ryan, I'm gonna give you a challenge today, all right? I'd yes, like the research United Minority Media Association United Minority Media Association. United Minority Media Association. And and you can tell people about that, what you find out. And also the person you're gonna read about is a guy named M.C. Richardson. M.C. Mm. Richardson. M.C. Richardson. He's been a, a, been a champion of Kansas City for years and years. Now, if he's on the show right now, he'll tell me, it's the Kansas City Chiefs tomorrow in the Super Bowl, and St. Louis ain't got no football team. <laughs> <laughs> and he really does an answer right now uh, for all of Kansas City. Uh, we thank you and on behalf of Mr. M.C. Richardson, you know, and all that he's done, continue to do for Yuma and the Yuma family. Uh, uh, and, and tomorrow we said, go Chiefs. And we know the Chiefs going to win. Yes, sir. Because they, they got the best team in the country, in the world. Okay. So Ryan, uh, I thank you uh, on behalf of the Missouri Chamber of Commerce, uh, Yuma, and also for guests who come to Kansas City for being a gracious and great host. And also thank you for Tyree. And we're going to continue to have you back on the show uh, while MC's on the assignment and also bring some more guests to the show. Definitely. Thank you again. And on that note, my name is Ira Folks. Uh, that's Ryan and that's Scott. Owens, and he can now tell us it's time to go. Right, Scott? It's time to go. I said it's time to go. Time to go. Okay, play about the hell.